0: All right, good to see you there, Brother Pravesh. Um, glad to have you here on Agape Radio, and uh, we're pumped to have you. Uh, Pravesh is a powerful minister. We're not going to say where he ministers. Um, we're not going to say the country, the city, or the area. Uh, uh, or, um, I guess we decided we could say the area, the general area. Is that right? Right. So we can say uh, that you're in the the northwestern part of india but that's that's about all we're going to talk about uh we don't want to talk about cities and specifics and things like that um but um you know you're a normal guy like me and uh, uh it was awesome having you as a student last year you know you went through um you're one of the first batches um when uh when the good news Network. Uh, began the Bible school and we were providing our curriculum, uh, Agape Bible Institute curriculum, and they mixed, they kind of mixed it all together um, and created a month long uh, uh, curriculum. So people would come a month at a time, and, and uh, I've been to some of the graduations, but I love the way it's done. Um, so, um, but anyway, uh, we just wanted to get a chance to hear from you, and we want our audiences to hear. Um, the life-changing message of the gospel. You know, every day we get up and we, you know, people have asked us, why did you leave America when there were people around you that need to hear the gospel? And you left America and you went to this place to preach because you said they haven't heard the gospel. You know, but what about the ones here that live close to us? And I would try to explain to them, there's 300 churches in our city, all right? There's 70,000 people there, all right? Um, in my city. All right. Well, there are cities in uh, India with millions of people in it that have never once heard the gospel. They do not have access to Bibles that don't have access to uh, churches, nothing. And so it makes more sense to take our time, resources, money, effort, everything we do and go to where they've never heard. And so we've, we decided we found out that only 40 percent of the unengaged group, unreached groups can be reached by white people. That 60% of the unreached, it has to be Asian people um, to be able to reach them. They're just statistically speaking, you guys are the ones that could do it. So I believe that God has anointed your group from Nepalese to Indians to Filipinos to um, Bhutanese to all of those groups, uh, Thais and and so forth, to reach the world and to be the final witness in the final nations before Jesus returns. So I wanted to kind of hear... you know, who you were before Christ, BC, um, how you came to Christ, and uh, in the next 20 minutes or so, um, and then ultimately, now that you've come to Christ, how has he changed your life? And tell everybody what you're doing for Jesus uh, now that you've come to Jesus, once you get to that part. And I'm going to let it be all yours. I'm not going to interrupt you unless you ask me to. I just want to listen like everybody else. I'm excited to hear
1: Thank you very much dear pastor for uh, this wonderful opportunity to share my life-changing testimony to the people around in and around the world or in america Um uh, uh, it's always my honor and my privilege to share uh, the life-changing testimony which bears the gospel of jesus christ you know uh, life uh, as i was uh, uh, in the class ten or class nine, uh, in the ninth standard or the tenth standard, okay. I actually heard heard about Jesus Christ. You know, I heard about Jesus Christ, and you know, uh, my um, uncle uh, who is a pastor now, my uncle, uh, he was the first converted man in my family. You know? Wow! Yeah, actually, I I belong I belong to the priest family. I belong to the priest family. Okay. And Okay. Yeah, Brahmins. You, you know, in, in India, the Brahmins are the upper caste and the most respectable and honourable. What? Know.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, I belong to the Brahmin family. Um, um, being a Brahmin, it was hard to believe us, uh, you know, because we, we were the uh, extremist Hindus, what we call these days. We, we, we belong to the group of the extremist, extremist Hindus, you know, what, yeah. what, what we call uh, today uh, in this society. So, uh, so uh, it was uh, it was like that I, I just uh, attended some churches and some fellowships and, you know, from the uh, early age, I was very active in the social work, you know, I, I, I was just I just went to their dem and just help them in their ministries. And but I didn't know the Jesus, you know, but I just wanted to help. But uh, I didn't want to listen, you know, I, I was that kind of guy and I helped them in many ways carrying the cheers and just watching the dishes in the seminars and in the conferences but i i love to do those things you know still i love to do that things and you know and uh, these things went uh, for 5 to 6 years you know and these things went for 5 to 6 years and all the Christians leaders all and around they they knew that i was a christian but i knew that i was not a christian you know <laughs> they knew that they, i was a christian but i knew i was not a christian you yes know? So um, uh, the turning point in my life uh, came when uh, I was in the college. You know, I was in the college. Uh, yeah, I, I started believing slowly to as uh, Jesus Christ. You know, when I attended the uh, conferences and I attended the local churches, and you know, even I didn't believe in Jesus it that
0: was time. Conference that I was uh, speaking at, because I spoke at many of Dawah's conferences. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was I, I was just like that. Uh, I was going to the churches. I was going to the uh, conferences. Still, this uh, inner conviction was not inside me. You know, I was just doing everything just just others were doing. And the main um, uh, thing that throughout my life was that uh, uh, I actually I was studying uh, in class twelve or maybe twelve standard or in the college maybe yeah in the college yeah and. Uh, i was just like uh, you know uh, no I, I was in the 12th standard i was just starting for my uh, you know 12th grade exams and um, i don't know i started praying from that time i started praying from that time that yes if you are if you are there help me to pray if you are there help me to do this if you are there help me to do that <laughs> and, you know it was a miracle that every prayer every single prayer i prayed was answered you know? Wow. So, uh, that that thing put a uh, small conviction in my heart that is, that is true. And you right. know, being a Hindu, being a Hindu also, I was not interested in the religion, you know, right. I, I I was just a program uh, coordinator in the Hinduism also. Just even if there was some pujas and all those things, I, I didn't uh, get a time to go and just worship, but... I just manage all those things, you know, you do this, this. and I also manage the programs and all event. I was just an event organizer. Over there. Yes. But uh, as when I uh, when those things started happening in my life and it, it was just uh, it, it, it brought a breakthrough in my life. You know, the main breakthrough came when uh, I was uh, I started praying to God. You know? I prayed to Jesus and said, yes, if you are there, you can do this. If you are uh, dear, you you have to do this. And how shall I know that you are true if you don't do this? Then I it was my prayer, you know. Then you know it, it was four to five years that I was still in the church, you know. I was going to the church. I I, I attended many conferences, many church, every fellowship, but still at that point I started praying, you know. Wow. And you and you know it was um,
0: just
1: and the result came in the uh, of the 12th standard. Oh, and wow. i Yeah, I prayed to the God, yes. If I, I will do my best, if you are there, you give your best. Then I prayed <laughs> like that. And you know, and, and the result, and the result, the result was like this, that even the school teachers don't, don't knew me at that point of time. School don't knew me personally at that point of time, you know, as the result was just out in the school board and they were just searching me because, it was just like that. I, I had a distinction in the school, you know, at that yes. day. Yeah, I, I I was the school topper. I was not the school topper, but I was the province topper, you know. Yes. And <laughs> and that at, at that point of time and I started believing, yes, there is Jesus and He can answer my prayers, you know. Uh. So so I started my faith journey from there, but it didn't end over there, you know. As you know, my father was a devotee of the Hinduism, you know, and then then, then we started my real faith called devotee of the Hinduism. You know, uh-huh. he was he was a local politician, right? Uh, so uh-huh. so so he has a great influence over the society. You know,
0: was that a lot of persecution for you then because of his? Yeah, protection? do you feel? Yeah, persecuted? yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I will come to that point. You know, <laughs> I will come to that point, and you know he. Uh, he was the portion of influence in the entire uh, you know town you know everybody knows him uh, yeah, still the people know him you know because of, because of his influence so uh when i talked with my father that i started believing with jesus then our personal relationship fluctuated you know yeah, it it was just like that if you believe jesus you you stay you stay away right? right. so, uh, from class uh, from the uh, class 12 then uh, first year and then i started staying with my uncle who is a pastor you know i started w- with him yeah then yeah. i tried to convince him a lot a lot i tried to convince him uh, mm. but it was just like that our relationship was totally broke with my my uh, my uh relationship with my father was totally broke you know mm. but uh, uh even i was in the second year now mm. then something happened to my father he got a stroke you know he got a stroke he got a heart because he was already a heart patient you know he got a heart stroke and doctor and we went to the medicals and all those things we did by ourselves and the doctor said he could live morally for two months and then then we started praying and fasting Yeah. yeah when we started praying and fasting praying and fasting you know he lived for one whole year and that was the greatest miracle, you know, greatest miracle in the town, in the uh-huh. village, because everybody thought he could die.
0: Seed he healing, and in, and in, in, in about a year's time of praying through, and what was the sickness? What was wrong with him?
1: Yeah, he was. He had a heart stroke, you know. He was with a heart stroke, and uh-huh. he he, he yeah, yeah, heart heart stroke, you know, uh-huh. stroke, very stroke, and he was being. He was a paralyzed, you know. He was paralyzed, you mm-hmm. know. Paralyzed. You know?
0: So, yeah, now, so after healing, is he able to? Was he able to walk? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will come to that point. I will okay. Come to that point. Yeah. Great. All right. You know,
1: uh, it was just like that. It was just you know, you when you format a, a hard disk, you know, when you when we format a hard disk, right? And you you don't you don't find anything over there. It's just already erased. And my father was exactly like that. He was everything erased. He was an influenced person. You know. But at that point, when he was, he tried to write his name, he just forgot his name, you know, at that point.
0: Mm. So
1: we we prayed for him. We prayed and fast and we prayed for fast. Gradually, he began to heal. And, you know, with the time when the doctor gave him time to leave for two months, in two months, he started writing his name and he started walking and he started talking. You know, that was the greatest miracle. Hallelujah. And then, then. And then I said to him, let's accept everybody, let's accept Jesus from our house. Wow. Then uh, at the uh, main time in the month of May in 2009, we accepted Jesus as our personal Savior and God, you know.
0: As a family, as a family. As a
1: family, as a family. Wow. So so my mother, myself and my dad, we we accepted Jesus as our personal Savior and God, you know. Then it, it didn't end over there. Everything was set up Now Everything was just going good. Then the persecution started in the society. And after that, what it happened was just the society, you know, the Brahmin society. We have 127 families of Brahmin that consist of one society, you know. Wow. That is a Brahmin society. We called it Arya Samaj, you know. We called it Samaj in our language and the society they just gave uh, they they just gave us a letter that you are now terminated from the society you don't belong to us anymore wow. so our faith journey started from there uh, from uh, from the you uh, know from our own people they just started ignoring us they they just uh, they they don't, they don't want to visit us. They, they don't want to talk with us and even it was just like that after one year with my father just passed away you know and nobody wanted to come in our house nobody he was he was a person of influence in the village he was a person of influence in the town but nobody wanted to come to our house and but but the church and the people like-minded people just they came in the funeral and the you know it was just like that when the people started coming in the funeral it was just like that around 500 to 700 people was there in the funeral, you know? Yes.
0: It,
1: it, it was just like that. And the best part, I, I I just want to thank God just his body was also the gospel for the people, you know? Because,
0: yes. Amen. Yeah, in the,
1: in the funeral it was just like the gospel to the people and everybody oh. cried when and the gospel message was shared by the pastor, you know?
0: You know, you're, um, when you were bringing um, uh well, as you bring the gospel now, and um, you, you came to our school last year that just, it just emphasized things you already knew, but it just helped put it in a in a very specific way to approach a house, a pers- find a person of peace or a person of influence, like you said, um, and then get into that place, uh, especially through praying for the sick and things like that. Um, I wonder, you guys, the students, before you left, you guys planted 21 um you found 21 uh, persons of peace uh, in just about two and a half weeks, really. And we, of course, you left us a bunch of work. We had to follow up on it all because you guys left yes. us. <laughs> but no, uh, I wanted to ask you, as you go into northwest India and places and you're following the same pattern, how much more difficult is it to do that in that area than it is, uh, let's say, uh, Thailand or or Vietnam, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, what uh, we see is it's the cultural difference and the uh, people's mindset. You know, it's very much it's very much different what you practice in Thailand and what you practice in Vietnam or what you practice in India. Because wow. India it is, it is you find uh, in every one uh, kilometer you find a different ethnic groups. You know.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, in every the, go- one- gospel doesn't, the gospel doesn't change. You probably yeah. still you probably still pray for the sick as God opens yeah. that door and the gospel doesn't change. What what's the biggest thing that's different about being in these other places besides when you were here?
1: Yeah, in Thailand, it was also not easy to share the gospel, you know. No. It was also not easy to share the gospel because we don't know the Thai and we need a translator who <laughs> want yeah. to translate. Yeah, people should be welcoming, you know. But yeah. what we find in the Thailand and then in India is that people are welcoming in Thailand. You
0: know, people mm-hmm. are
1: welcoming in Thailand. Yeah, as you said, the gospel is the same and, and Jesus is the same. It's the same. But the people whom we share is the different you know yes. whom we share is the different yeah right. it's the geographical and cultural factor that we need to see that right. whom we are sharing the gospel you know yes. so in in our context uh, yeah it's it's like more you know, we have to go the to really rela- re- relational you know we have to just yeah. develop the relationship we we could not just uh, merely we, uh, we just go and we just uh, share the gospel but we just need to right. develop the relationship and well, just we wa-
0: Yeah, I'll say this. I will say this. We went to uh, we're starting to go to the unengaged groups now. So we're going to the 24 unengaged those. That means there's no works going on there. And there's never been a work going on there. There's zero point zero percent Christian in most cases. Um, And it's different there as well, because here's what you get. Um, You can't share the gospel the first time you you have to uh, take time we're gonna to have to go there again and eat dinner again we've already gone back and eat dinner and had fun and played games and danced and listened to their music and we're gonna go back and do it again and, and all of that and we shared our love letters with them but we didn't get into too much but slowly after building the relationship now they told us you're our brother and and we're your brother and, and we're sisters yeah. together and brothers together so next time they said you can bring your religion and you can share with us and we will share with you our religion. If it's okay, we can share with with each other our religions. And in his mind, he said, because we think it's good that every religion has something good about it. And he said, uh, it can, as long as it helps us be better people, then it's, it's got to be good. Of course, I didn't go into, I didn't correct him or anything like that. I just thanked him and said, We'll see you soon, but I, I I know how they think, and I know what to say next time, so I know what you mean. We can't go straight in, the, like in Thailand, we've already built a relationship with them uh, in the area through our person of peace over here, and so we had some time to spend time making relationships, so when we came, they were already ready for us to go ahead and share the gospel and begin the steps there, so you, you had a little bit of a head start. Now you're going to a place that has nothing starting from nothing and building the relationship first then you can share the gospel and begin the process of you know the seven weeks if you can do that kind of a thing yeah takes a little yeah. time
1: yeah actually uh what 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 i think personally for this is unless and until we don't develop the relationship with the people uh, how can we just jump in the gospel you know because yeah. we need to follow them we need to follow <laughs> them it's not like you just share the gospel and you they just accept in their heart, but no. it's just like you share the gospel and you get the follow-up. So what, what is in your mind? Can I pray for you? Or what's your biggest prayer needs? I can pray for you. Helping them with the compassion, love, and just sharing the gospel and giving the message of open life is the best thing. I, I, yeah, I, I that's my That's my personal viewpoint.
0: I think I do not. I'm not a. I don't love the crew I don't like (laughs) crusades very much because I don't think they present very much fruit. And I think what here's what we here's what we find out. You and I that are on the ground every day, we find out the truth, and that is that uh, it does take relationship building. And Jesus said, "Go into all the world, make disciples of the nations." baptize them, and then he said, and teach them everything I commanded you. And I think you can do that even before they become a Christian. I think sometimes you can go ahead and begin to teach them about what Jesus said. Uh, we did this uh, with the group, uh, the Taipong group, um, that had never heard of Jesus. When they began to ask us questions about how we live our life, um, I said, well, we do this because Jesus said to, to treat others the way we would want to be treated. And he said, oh, I like that. That's a good statement, you know. And I used some of Jesus' statements, and he loved them. Um, And that let me see that faith, the Bible says faith, first of all, it says, how can we preach unless there's a preacher? And how can there be a preacher unless he's sent out? So we have to send him out. Um, Then once you've been sent out, uh, Bravesh, then we preach the gospel. And the Bible says this, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ and it doesn't say the word of God, like many translations say. Now, Christ is God. We understand that. But, but I think it's important to get the distinction right, that he's talking about the second part of the Godhead. Faith, faith comes by hearing the message about Jesus. Um, one translation says it like this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the message about the Christ. So when we preach, it's not, you know, we can't, uh, faith doesn't come by preaching the Ten Commandments. Faith doesn't come by just preaching the epistles. Faith comes when we preach the words of Jesus. So I think there's something powerful about sharing what, what Jesus taught us to say. That's why he included that in the Great Commission. Um, yeah. But I think you guys are doing a great job of it. Um, we're gonna be, we're putting up your, uh, how to get you know in touch and how to give, and uh, uh, would you rather them, uh, would you, is it okay? I asked you, I think before, is it okay if we put it up and let them give if they want through to you through our ministry and when they give we will send it directly to you um there in India is that is that okay to do it that way or do you have a way you prefer for people to help you
1: Yeah it will be fine for me but uh, I think uh, my identity should be dis- not to be disclosed you know Whether is- my, my I think uh, my you know this identity you know should should not be disclosed you know
0: Okay. Uh, I agree. Okay. So yeah. what we'll do is um, we're going to put. We're not going to um, to uh, reveal uh, uh, his identity. So what we'll do is um, we will put SP SP, um, and um, uh, there we have our own reason for putting SP. But we'll put that uh, down there. And if you want to give to um, this brother's ministry and what he's doing, he's on the front lines. Okay. Uh, you've heard how he got saved. You heard who he was before Christ. Uh, he was blessed to be raised in a family that knew Jesus. But together, their family came to Christ fully. His dad was a man of influence, but his dad wasn't living that that lifestyle of Christianity. And thank God uh, that that uh, he had the the boldness to share with his dad. And before his dad passed away, that you know they received Christ as a family. And I love that God did that miracle for your dad. That's yeah. one of my- Parts. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, I didn't complete my testimony. The main part, you know, now my whole family is in Christ. Everybody, my brothers, my father's, my father's big brother, and whole family. And my granny, who is 93 years, 94 years old, she accepted Jesus when she was 90, you know. Wow, she accepted Jesus when she was 90. That's is- you know, and in the village now it's just like uh uh, Ten to uh, fifteen families, they they
0: have come to Christ, you know. So that's powerful, and so especially in a place like that. So when you bapt, when uh, you baptize there, do you do it at night or do you do it at secret? Um no, you- it's not like that. We just
1: uh, it's, it's it's not uh, that much restricted that we could do in the night or because now now we are the person of influence in the society. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Right. Now yes, we are the More of
0: the people have
1: yeah. influence. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we are the person of influence <laughs> in the society. My, my uncle, who is a pastor, uh, and uh, in the church, and he is, he is influential in the town. You know now. Crazy so, God. so uh, I we, we we don't face now such problems. And everybody, the extremist group, still the group exists. You know, still the group exists. But now they just come to us and just ask for the suggestions and all what, what should be done in the society, you know. So that's all the testimony we have, you know.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother. We're going to come back um, maybe next week and we're going to record a, a one in Hindi. Um, but you get here, or we can even record it when you get here. Um, when you do get here, I guess that's w- what we'll do. We'll record you live when you get here in hindi and you can help us uh, edit it and all that um but we want to do that so we can get to people um that, that are like you and uh, your friends and family that can hear this gospel message and so we appreciate you being a part of agape radio um that's our time today it's uh our podcast is called the white lotus podcast and that's because there's a flower that grows and um uh, it comes out of mud but then this beautiful clear white flower just comes right out of mud and and the idea is that Jesus you know brings beauty from ashes he takes things that are ugly in the world's eyes and he makes something beautiful out of them and that's what he's done with your story and that's what he's doing uh, continuing to do with your whole family uh, and church so we're very excited about it we're going to support as the lord allows us to so we love you brother and we appreciate you very much Thank you for being with us on the White Lotus podcast today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for giving us time to share my testimony. Thank you very much. Thank you.